This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about Red. I'm getting the pig. <laughs> That's capital R, capital E, capital D. Better red than dead. I already got it. Retired something. Retired extremely dangerous. Didn't you, you listen go. to Ernest Borgnine? I did. I just forgot what it was. Ernest Borgnine's oh, ghost. <laughs> this movie came out in 2010. Directed by Robert Schwintke. Directed? Directed. <laughs> Directed. We just, that's, that's my American started, accent. We just had this big conversation about, <laughs> about, about regional dialects of English. And Jeff, Jeff starts out strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my uh, Orange County, Californian accent coming in there. Mm-hmm. Robert Schwintke, I guess. I don't know. Written up by John Hober, Eric, Eric, Erich Hober, I don't know, Warren Ellis, starring Bruce Willis, Helen Mirren, Morgan Freeman, Carl Urban, Mary Louise Parker, who else here? Carl Urban, I don't know if I said that yet. Um, mm-hmm. I was in Jaws. <laughs> yeah. Ernest Borgnine, Brian Cox. Rebecca Pigeon. Yeah. Who's in a non-David Mamet movie, which is kind of weird. Hey, Mamet! <laughs> all right uh alex this was your movie right what's your yes. history with it talk about it. um this one like as it was a surprise for me because i saw the trailers well actually i think i saw one trailer and i thought okay this looks pretty good and this is you know <laughs> like 11 years ago this is when i actually went out to the movie theaters like a lot so i just went to watch it and i was hooked like pretty much from the beginning i love this movie Okay, that's it. As right. as I was watching this, I I was wondering if you would come on saying something like, "This is one of your dad's favorite movies." Uh, I don't think we watched this one together. This it was seems, just a it me, seems like a based movie. on what you've said in the past that he would love this movie. I think he would <laughs> like this movie a lot. Yeah. All right, Scott, what's your history with this movie? Uh, saw it after the fact, probably on cable. Uh, when you know people still had cable, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, Cut the cord, just bro. just kept just kept remembering all the the trailer bait. <laughs> this movie, like this 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 whole movie is like one like sequence setting up something for the trailer after another, uh, for better or worse. And uh, yeah, I I had forgotten though that it was a is based on the comics. I think it's War Warren Ellis. <laughs> I yeah, I was surprised to see the, that DC yeah, logo DC up logo. there. Um, so they well, made I mean, like I mean, three good DC movies. They did. They did make a second one of these, so it must have made some kind of money. Yeah, <laughs> which is more than a lot of the I DC mean, stuff was back in 2010. Yeah, I didn't. I haven't seen that one yet. I forgot about it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, just basically saw it and uh, kind of forgot about it to <laughs> so watch it again for the, for the podcast. All right. 
Uh, I did not see this until today, but I definitely do remember the trailers for it. And I remember being like, yeah, that, that could be good. I don't know. And I, yeah, I just never got around to seeing it. And then mm-hmm. so watch it today for the first time. And that is it. So as usual, we're going to talk about our seven uh, items from the movie. Alex, why don't you lead us off? What's your number seven? Uh, my number seven is I like how this starts off as kind of like a weird, quirky, like kind of rom-com setup. Like, if you hadn't watched the trailers, if you just went into this cold and, uh, <laughs> like, you wouldn't know what the hell's going on. It's like, okay, Bruce Willis is, like, making excuses to talk to this uh, lady in the IRS or pensions department. That's a little weird. And then things go off the rails. Yeah. So, yeah I like the setup. I like the turn. Interesting for this type of movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott, number seven. All right, number seven. Uh, I'm going to spoil nine. Um, <laughs> so a million years ago, we all worked together. And a guy that we work with, um, <laughs> you know, posts dumb shit about Ernest Borg nine. I mean, Jeff could probably recount better than I could. But I think I remember something about Ernest Borg nine's ghost. And this is like in 2000, though. So he was still very much alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I couldn't help it, but think about that as I watched the, yeah, the, like the the couple of scenes that he was in. So it was it was fun to see him there, um, <laughs> you know, real genuine old timer. I don't I don't think Borgnine was ever an action like anything approaching an action star, right? Uh, Airwolf. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, he played he played the helicopter. <laughs> uh, he was Mister Airwolf. Yeah, Mister Woof. Uh, but, yeah, it's just it's just fun to see Borgnine. Uh, I think they, they they almost had to cast somebody that was like really old because you know to to make uh, Bruce Willis look younger. Uh, mm-hmm. By by comparison, who's like sixty when this movie was made? Sixty five. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Jeebus age. Bruce Willis was born in fifty five. Oh, he's the same age as Medellin. <laughs> so that would make him let's see, 45, 55, like 60. He's yeah. 60. Yeah. He's 60 years old now. So he was 50. Or 49 when he made this movie. Well, your dad was born in 55, you said? Mm-hmm. So he's like 65 or 66 now. No. Yes, 65. My bad. My math was off. Uh, anyway. Anyways. Yeah. Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. Uh, I have a little higher on my list, but I'll just talk about him here, too. Um, yeah, he's just awesome in everything he's he's been in. I'm not joking about Airwolf. I would love to have been Airwolf. Um, but, yeah, that, that picture that Eric used to send. Sorry. Yeah, it was Eric, right? Yeah, it was Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the one time he sent it, <laughs> and Jen, why do you keep sending pictures of this old de- this old dead guy? And, and Eric is just brought in, in all caps. I ain't dead yet. <laughs> that always I, when I see him now, I just it's, it was a stupid small low resolution picture too. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, it was. Yeah, this is back in the early two thousands. There was no high res anything. <laughs> I ain't dead yet. But no, he was good in this movie. I liked him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. But for my number seven, I have to go through some negatives here first. Um, negative. Negative. And this is 
I just think spy movies aren't for me. I'm finding a lot of things aren't for me these days. <laughs> but they're all kind of the same, I guess. And that's when I was watching this. And I actually like this more than I disliked it. Um, but I don't know. It's a lot of the same stuff. And I don't know. I just, I've never been that big into Bond movies. And I watch them because they're just popcorn movies. But, eh. I feel like this this very superficially has a lot of the trappings of, of spy stuff. Um, but not really. <laughs> uh, it has kind, enough kind of that... to say about it. But yeah, the yeah. I have I have not read the comics. I have no idea how faithful the this is to the comics. Mm-hmm. I just the comics were more violent and <laughs> and and vulgar. Kind of got that impression. So. Anyway, this this is more of a just as I was watching this, like yeah, this is another spy movie. I mean, these are just, they're all the same. This is different. It was different, but still the same. That's my number seven. Alex, what's your number six? My number six is, it was a small scene, but I really enjoyed it with uh, Bruce Willis and Brian Cox when they toast to Igor. (laughs) Uh, That was great at the Russian consulate or whatever. (laughs) And right before he takes the shot, he's like, yeah, he's not dead. (laughs) Brian Cox almost chokes on his vodka. It's like, what? He's like, oh, yeah. He's down in, uh, in uh, Southern California, owns a chain of 7-Elevens. Yeah. He's 500 pounds. <laughs> they both yeah, start said, laughing and drinking. He said Orange County, too. Yeah, Shout Orange out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lots of 7-Elevens around here, so that's accurate. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Scott, number six. Number six. Uh, I. Oh, this was probably the most, I don't know clever scene um it's one of the few things that, that made me chuckle uh was the them getting stopped in the elevator in langley and uh thinking on her on her feet uh well she's on the on the floor of the elevator looking for the contact lens but mm-hmm. uh, she gets the soldiers to help her look for the lens uh, i don't know I, I just like that idea that that was basically her only real big contribution Besides, I think she talked to the lady into giving up the the postcard. Yeah, and then and then she got did the contact lens thing, and then she was just kind of there for the rest of the rest of the movie. Hey, so that scene where she talks her instead of just basically t- t- taping her, was there any ever discussion after that? Like, see, sometimes you can, or do they just never address it again? Nope, that was it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, he didn't learn anything. <laughs> 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 all right uh my last negative negative, negative. is um this movie was like corny but and serious at the same time and i didn't it was like sometimes it's super serious other times yeah he's shooting a grenade and blowing people off stand you know and helen Mary's oh, he's blowing firing, people off. <laughs> firing machine guns and then the next like bruce willis is at carl urban's house looking at his family like threatening them like, that that scene like yeah, it was totally like way out of place yeah. <laughs> for everything mm-hmm. else in the movie. All of a sudden, there was, was a like, couple others. That was the worst one. I just felt like yeah, the tone was shifting. It was mostly in the outrageous, but there was a couple times like, what is going on in this thing? So that bugged me. That's my number six. Mm, that's Alex, the warning. That's number, number five. My number five is I love how uh, 
the the team is so nonchalant about going going about their business in a lot of the action scenes because they just have decades of experience you see them just casually walking through reloading like this giant machine gun you know taking pot shots at uh the other like wet work teams or the the secret service and everything and then you cut over to the other side and they're all panicking yelling like orders and stuff trying to trying to get out of the situation i, I thought that was like really cool um juxtaposition Yeah, yeah, I agree. I liked, I liked how they were uh, uber competent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott, number five. Five is uh, Mary Louise Parker. Uh, I was, I was been a fan of hers. Uh, she always has this like slightly off kilter weirdness to her in just about every role she's ever been in, um, mm-hmm. and it it works here too for her to to kind of buy into everything that's happening and to. Like, not get freaked out by all the violence and, and other things related to violence going on around her. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think they did a good job of finding somebody that uh, was somewhat age-appropriate <laughs> for for uh, for Bruce here. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, she, she was good. Uh, yeah. Uh, again, Mary Louise Parker, my number five. Yeah, she was good. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I like that she, you know, she was able to break out of the bed early in the movie. Mm-hmm. But then also we did the whole before that and after that. Bruce Willis is like the spy of all spies, and he doesn't think that's a possibility of her breaking out. Like I don't know. Yeah. But whatever, it's for this movie. Like I said, if it didn't take itself seriously sometimes, then I wouldn't have a problem with it. But then they tried two other parts, I, which was kind I, of. I had to actively like tell myself about halfway through the movie to, to stop thinking about it so hard. <laughs> <laughs> this is not one of those movies. Yeah, I don't have that problem. So, <laughs> all right. Oh, my number five is Ernest Borgnine, Uncle Ernie. We already talked about <laughs> the that. Ghost, the ghost of Ernest. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Alex, number four. Uh, my number four is I like the way this movie's paced uh, because it has just the right amount of, you know, slow moments, you know, with the rom-com and everything that it accelerates really fast. Uh, well, I, I would say that it's a right pacing for me because it, it goes like it, it slows down, but then it just hits the accelerator really fast with like action scenes and stuff like that when they get when they really get going. So I like it. Yeah, I kind of agree. I put this on. Not in a good mood, ready to hate you guys, and it it <laughs> caught me pretty quick. Like I was like, "All right, this isn't as bad as I thought." But then at one point, I was like, "Okay, how much more do we have left in this?" Because it's and then there was still an hour left. I'm like, "Oh, okay, maybe not." But then it did pick back up again. So could could have lost about ten or fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Scott, number four. Number four, uh, picking up more on the the cast here, uh, Helen Mirren and Cox. Uh, Brian Cox's uh, welcome addition to any cast. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I couldn't couldn't decide if his if his accent he was affecting was just bad or really bad. <laughs> but he, I, I, I give him credit. He didn't he didn't go full like Koenig Chekhov nuclear whistle. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, he's he still affecting the accent and. and it's always fun to see Brian Cox just about anything. Um, and Helen Mirren here um, is also a lot of fun. Um, kind of, I would say playing its type, but she's been in like fucking Fast and Furious movies since 
<laughs> so so I, I don't know about that anymore. Uh, yeah, it's fun fun to see her here too. Is the the prim and proper kind of assassin thing she's got going on, um, and uh, a couple fun scenes with with her and, and Brian Cox playing off of each other um, it was it was again a, a highlight of the movie, one of the highlights in the movie, I should say. Mm-hmm. You think Malkovich gave him some pointers <laughs> on the Russian accent? Is like, listen, don't do what I did in Rounders, okay? <laughs> All right, uh, my number four was the helicopter stuff with Malkovich, you know, him being all paranoid <laughs> and figuring it out, and yeah. then James Remar, Remar, how we say his name, gets shot. Oh, that stuff was pretty cool. I like that. <laughs> just uh, him like, remedi- re- remembering the number, writing it down on his napkin, all that stuff. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I don't mention for James Remar, Remar, sighting mm-hmm. Dexter's dad. Yeah, Dexter's dad. All right, um, Alex, number three. My number three is just this is a great cast. Like all around, I forgot Morgan Freeman was uh, in this movie. So when I saw him being a perv, I was dying. Uh, but other than that, I, I like uh, Bruce Willis's, uh, I guess, the leader, the main lead, his, uh, his Moses, because he's just so, just so plain he, that he allows everybody else to shine around him. And that was like, it's kind of like casting Keanu in uh, The Matrix. So I thought that was a really good choice. Could could it be that all those other actors have bigger personalities than he does on screen? And off screen, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, I mean, Bruce Willis plays exactly this character ever since, you know, he hit senior citizen age. He's he's fine here, yeah. Yeah, that's why. I I think that was a good casting choice or directing choice to say, uh, you know, you be you, Bruce Willie, and then everybody else, you know, carry carry the the characterizations and and like the the chemistry of the rest of the film. So, yeah, I agree. I should put Color of Night on my list. What? what color is night? I'm gonna put that on my list right now. Dark blue. Jeff told me to put more stuff on my list, so he's got no one to blame on himself. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Color of Scott. Night. What's your number three? Uh, my number three is <laughs> my notes i have malkovich question mark uh i i couldn't tell in the first leg of the movie if he was phoning it in or not um i decided he was actually giving this one uh a, a try <laughs> you ever can tell with malkovich like is, is mm-hmm. he gonna act in this one or not uh but yeah i think he was the kind of stole the show um just him being a weirdo uh was was funny some of the one-liners they they had him spit out were not funny like about being an old man or whatever when he shoots the the rpg out of Mm -hmm. there uh... yeah he's he's actually pretty funny here um and uh, he plays well off of yeah like alex said uh, Bruce Willis is kind of the straight man to to his just super weirdo. Uh, yeah, 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 I like the parents. Mm-hmm. That's basically. Mm-hmm. I agree. I have this a little higher on my list. Same. Um, my number three is I just have the general action scenes in this movie were good. Um, you know, there were there were different. Like the we just talked about the RPG scene. That whole scene was. Nothing really else like that in the rest of the movie, but that was pretty cool. 
And then just the other, like the drive, the chase scenes and everything else. I thought it was good. Parking lot scene with the big Gatling gun or whatever that was. I thought all of the action <laughs> that scenes. That was awesome. That, oh, that was pretty good. And, uh, yeah. Bruce Willis throwing the... See, what I remember from this movie is I think from Mythbusters, because I think they tested a couple of these stunts. Like one being throwing the bullets in the frying pan, like if that would do what it, they did. And I think shooting an RPG uh, rocket as it was coming at you. Um, I guess an <laughs> RPG rocket is redundant. But anyway, I think they tested that. And there was a couple. Did so they, that's good. They test whether you could bat away a grenade? They might have. I don't even know. But <laughs> anyway, action scenes were good in this movie. Uh, Scott, mm-hmm. number two. Number two is a gripe. A big gripe. Oh, sorry. This is Alex. Sorry. Is it Alex? <laughs> yes. Alex number two, sorry. Uh, my number two is Brian Cox and Helen Mirren, which is the true romance story of this film. Uh, they were just fantastic together. How you get bits and pieces of like uh, their their history. It's like, oh yeah, I fell in love once, but he was on the other side and I had to put three bullets in his chest. <laughs> and then lo and behold, Brian Cox has three bullets in his chest. He's like, and then when I woke up alive, I knew that she loved me. <laughs> Oh, that was great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Uh, this is my number two as well. Exact same thing. I, Brian Cox a little more than her. I, I really like this movie, but I think mm-hmm. their their stuff together worked really well. Uh, anyway, uh, Scott, number number two. My number two is, uh, as I said before, my big gripe. Uh, they go out of their way with all those postcard title cards for the different places that they're supposed to be. Um but they don't actually like go anywhere. Like everything is just a, like a backlot set. There's no, there's no sense that they're actually in the place that they they say they're supposed oh, to be. The yeah. Clo- the, the closest you get is them driving outside, like they're in New Jersey or something. And you you see the New York skyline, and then they they have like just a long shot of Chicago. Like there's no, like what what's the point of all that then? Like. Even even when they were in New Orleans, like it didn't really look like New Orleans. There was the one point yeah. where I, I was like, "Oh, that looks well, it looks like Disneyland." Anyway, <laughs> I've never been. I've never been in New Orleans, but I've been to New Orleans Square. Disneyland yeah. it looked like that to me. Same thing. I don't know, it, just, it felt like none of this stuff was on location, which I think is a hallmark of a like you said, Jeff. Like you're, you're over spy movies right now. Uh, I think a good spy movie has to have. These exotic and, and somewhat authentic locations. And this movie does not do that at all. And cool cars. Yeah, not a lot of cool cars either, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, because they were old guys. Yeah, you don't need cool cars. They're going to have old cars. Yeah. You have Cadillacs or something. But yeah, yeah just no no exotic locations. No. Or. or <laughs> no Marrakesh. Yeah. <laughs> we got to drive over to Marrakesh. All right. Uh, as I said, my number two was Cox. Here, mm-hmm. um, it was and you're at the accent yes. that Scott mentioned. Uh, yeah, it worked for me. It was good. Yeah, it was fine. He's hit or miss too. Mostly hit for me though. I, I love him. I think he's still one of the best villains in a superhero movie with the X two. He was really good. Oh yeah, yeah. Striker. Yeah, yeah. Um, original wasn't Manhunter, isn't he? The original Hannibal Lecter, right. mm-hmm. all that Cap- stuff. Captain O'Hagan, Super Troopers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, you know, and then, you know what happens when those boys get their syrup in them. Yeah. <laughs> and the beginning of Braveheart is good there. Uncle Argyle. Yeah. What the remedy uh, that? Yeah. Okay, that was uh, number two. So, Alex, which number one? My number one is John Malkovich. I know yeah. he's a supporting character, but I'm a sucker for <laughs> a good wild card character, and he's great. <sighs> yeah, he pops up out of nowhere with that crossbow at the start. <laughs> Spoiler alert. That <laughs> was fantastic. And then he's just sitting there with like his <laughs> a bloody nose plugged in, in the in the ambulance. <laughs> He's not saying a word, and he's like, Boggs, what, what, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, uh, it's fantastic. I think the, the biggest laugh in the, in the movie for me was after they go to Helen Marin's house, and she says, uh, <laughs> she, he should move before he hurts himself, and then she moves out of the way, and you see that he's standing in the bushes outside. <laughs> he's doing a stupid he's face. a weirdo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, mm-hmm. Scott, number number one. Number one was the kidnapping of the VP, the the whole heist, really. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> uh, that, that gets them through it. Uh, just fun, fun seeing Brian Cox run around. There's gas! There's gas! <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, Helen Mirren's pretty much a badass, that whole scene. Uh, I remember the Secret Service being, being tougher. Weirdo, just handing her stuff the whole time. Uh, yeah, it was, mm-hmm. it was fun. <laughs> Running like, with that stupid bomb. <laughs> that fake bomb. Uh, yeah, they got Dr. Doom. Never trust a McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, my number one is John Malkovich as well. Uh, and he's usually missed for me. Like I, Except for In the Line of Fire... It's hard for me to think of movies that I really like him in. And when he popped up out of the bushes, it was funny. But I'm like, oh, no, this is just a neurotic. He's this character in this movie. And he is like going to phone it in, I think. But he grew on me throughout the entire movie. And I really, he was my favorite part of the movie. So kudos to you, John Malkovich. <laughs> Where's that plastic bag over his suit when they're questioning Richard Dreyfuss? Yeah, that yeah. was funny. <laughs> that's a plastic God. man. Uh, DC nod. Mm. Not Richard Dreyfus, man. That's the first time I've seen him in anything we've done in a long time. Since like this Jaws, in, and this was in 2010. But yeah, I was surprised, really surprised when I saw him in the movie theater. Oh, it's gonna bug me because I, I I saw him pop in something recently. I'll have to think about that. Uh, that was uh, Piranha what about 3D. Bob? It's Piranha 3D. It could have been Piranha 3D. It's probably always three. <laughs> It's pretty. We've done a lot of movies, and I think he's only been in one of them. Jaws, yeah, <laughs> and this one now. Yeah, okay, too. I know. I thought we no, we did uh, Close Encounters. No, no we've, we've never done Close Encounters. We haven't. No. Oh shit! We're gonna do Close Encounters then. <laughs> this means something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Where my mashed potatoes? I was as long as you don't do Marvin's Opus or whatever the name of that Holland's Opus. Oh, Marvin's yeah. Opus. <laughs> you know my cousin Marvin Barry. <laughs> All right. Uh, any honorable mentions? Uh, what, what's her face is really good. Uh, Mary Louise Parker. She was the, this was the first movie I ever saw her in, and I crushed on her hard back then. Yeah. I'm um, just wondering about uh, Rebecca Pigeon, who. who are, 
again, she's in a lot of the the Mammoth stuff. Uh, she was married to him at some point. I don't know if she still is. Um, it's kind of weird seeing her in, again in a movie that wasn't written or directed by him. Uh, but also, she looks a lot like Mary Louise Parker. Am I crazy? Like, like you would never mix them up, but like they have the kind of the same kind of face, the same kind of hair. I don't know what you're talking about. Are you thinking about Cynthia? Oh, there she is. Yeah, Rebecca yeah, Pitcher. Yeah. Fuck you, Cynthia. Blam! Yeah, the, the evil CIA lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, she barely even did anything in this movie, so... Anyway. Yeah. No, I uh, don't mention to Carl Urban. He kind of just played that part, and you knew... Maybe it's fine. Hollywood's he... fine as Scalar, Carl, Carl Urban. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you could tell at the beginning, okay, this guy at the end is not... He's gonna, you know, I know he's chasing the wrong guy. Like I just, I saw that coming a mile away. Did, mm-hmm. did they ever explain why Bruce Willis goes and gets in a fight with him? Because <laughs> that, that was weird. To, it it just because he's pissed like, off at him didn't seem to help his cause at all. Nope. I guess he wanted to disable him. I guess maybe that was the thing because he popped his shoulder out, but that didn't really stop him. Maybe he just wanted to see what the kid was made of. I think this that scene was there was something cut because that's a weird scene. All of a sudden he enters the room, but he's not even like expecting him there. He like opens, he turns around, he closes the door with his back turned to him. <laughs> Bruce Willis. It was weird. I had to rewind it three times. I'm like, did I miss something? What the hell? Yeah, he just there goes change of plans. Yeah, and then yeah, that was a. But bit then the weird, way but... he enters the room, it wasn't like he was expecting him to be there. You don't like. Open the door, turn around, close it, and then turn around when you're going to attack somebody in there. Well, that maybe he does. I, I think know. he was sizing him up. Maybe, yeah, oh. they cut out something in there. Yeah, I think they cut something out. All right. Um, it's time to rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being absolute garbage. Seven being perfection. Alex. This is an easy six for me. This hits all all the Alex buttons about what a what a fun movie should be. I like it. All right, Scott. Uh, you kind of cut out there, Jeff. But uh, Scott, I would <laughs> give it a, a four. Uh, it's it's perfectly serviceable popcorn. Uh, yeah, I like some of the performances. That was was really the only thing that, that would, I'd be looking forward to watching again. Okay, then I also give this a four. It would be a high four. It's pushing me liking it more than I dislike it, but based on all the other fives I've given, I probably couldn't keep this up there with that. But say it was a pleasant four. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And with that, it's time for our crossover topic, which is what, Alex? Our top five moments where somebody was pulled out of retirement to do like one last job or mission or whatever. Okay. Well. Yeah. My number five. Uh, I'm starting it off with TV. A little sketch from Key and Peele. <laughs> I'm pretty hilarious because this is like a pretty famous trope uh, by now. But uh, yeah, the sketch, there's a general. It's very akin to Rambo. A general goes in and he finds like an old hermit in the woods and everything. And he's like, oh, you were the best back in your day. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, so you need me out of retirement? Well, I'm in. <laughs> and the general's like, whoa, wait a minute. No, uh, we were just wondering if you like had some sort of recommendations or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not, you know, you're, you're too old. It's like, oh, come on. I still got it. <laughs> and uh, I won't spoil the sketch. You should watch it. But it's, it's awesome. Hilarious. <laughs> All right. 
Scott number five. Uh, Scott number five. He yeah, said. Still kind of cutting out a little. Bit, so. Yeah. Um, really? Number five is a movie that I think is also on my list here. Not double check. Uh, that'd be Digstown. Digs Murtaugh. Oh, good. <laughs> Chief shit and bricks. <laughs> uh, without spoiling too much, uh, Louis Gossett Jr. Uh, is a boxer that gets coaxed out oh, of retirement. That's uh, right. By um, what's his face? Who's Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs now. Uh, James Woods. Uh, oh. In, the, in this small town. This movie from the 90s. <laughs> so, so I'll let it slide. <laughs> but, uh, it's like Randy Quaid? Yeah, it's, it's got, it's got uh, Bruce Dern in it. Uh, Oliver Platt. A, a young Heather Graham. Uh, the best Heather Graham. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 worth a, a watch. Yeah, a, an old boxer comes out of retirement uh, to, to take on a, a certain competition. Okay, well, speaking of take on, my number five is take in. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah, Liam Neeson is taken out of retirement to save his <laughs> daughter from human trafficking. Mm-hmm. I love this movie. I initially they. When you guys came with this list, it was probably the first thing I thought of, but it fell all the way to five because I thought of others and better since then. But I absolutely love this movie. It's it's just awesome. That talk about nonstop action. That movie just keeps going and mm-hmm. starts off a little slow, I guess, setting up his life, and then once his daughter uh, <laughs> talks to Peter or whatever, yeah. and, and he, he goes Peter. and rescues her from the slum, yeah. where they're all riddled with AIDS. <laughs> Yeah, now we're uh, talking about Warwick Davis here. And then uh, <laughs> I always, we talk, I remember, I think I brought this up when we did the movie, but we were all talking about at work how you know, awesome the movie was and my friends who had daughters and stuff. They're like, I'm going to sit, when my daughter wants to travel abroad, I want to sit her down and show her this movie and then tell him, your father has a particular set of skills and it ain't this. <laughs> it's writing <laughs> software and that ain't not going to help you, so... Don't go with random dudes in Europe. Yeah. There it is. No, no matter how expensive the taxis are. <laughs> exactly. I'll pay for your damn Uber bill later. Mm-hmm. Take the take the tube. All right. Uh, Scott number four. Okay. Oh, sorry, Alex number four. My damn number it. four. I know we look like. My number four is uh, Major League. Right. Yeah. Where uh, the the old coach, <laughs> he's got to do a drywall, so he doesn't know if he wants to go back to coaching uh, the Cleveland Indians. He really wasn't retired, though. Yeah. He just he never made it in the first place. He was just coaching yeah. crap baseball. Well, I mean, Tom Tom Berenger was on his way out. Yeah, so it's like one last hurrah for him. So. Oh, they have it. I love the movie, so put it on yeah, the list. I don't care. Okay, thank you. But they pull him back <laughs> into baseball, and he's not sure that he wants to do it. <laughs> oh, I've got oh, some okay. white wall. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'll get back to you. <laughs> All yeah, right. See? Scott, number four. Number four, uh, appropriately enough, is Rocky Four. Woo, mine too. Uh, where one... One uh, Apollo Creed <laughs> mm-hmm. comes comes out of retirement to to face Ivan Braga. 
And uh, we all know how that goes. Yeah. Well, they both come out of retirement. Rocky's retired too. Is at he that retired? Point. I couldn't. So I thought about Rocky and I could not remember if he was actually retired at that point or just like told Adrian that he wasn't going to fight anymore. Um, no. I mean, it's. I mean, I've watched movies so much. I don't remember all the stories. Yeah, I told. I mean, I, I never. Yeah, I, <laughs> I just remember he wants to fight Rocky, and Rocky won't fight fight him. Yeah. I think it's because he's retired, and that's okay. why Apollo says, "Give me the shot." Okay. Well, either way, you're right. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then montages ensue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Damn right. But you know what? If I can change, then you can change. Who's can changes. Results can changes. <laughs> All right, nice pick. So that was my number four as well. So on to Alex, number three. My number three is The Incredibles. All the supers got forcibly retired until uh, Robert Parr uh, starts uh, doing secret (laughs) superhero work, and then he gets hired to do some actual superhero work. There it is. Nice, nice. I've only seen that movie once, but I heard it's great. Brad Bird. It's good stuff, yeah. Bad Mm -hmm. Bird. (laughs) Is he related to Larry Bird? I think so. Bird's the word. I don't know. All right. (laughs) Scott, number three. Number three is a Western that we've ever done. It gets brought every once in a while. We should do it. Uh, Mm -hmm. That would be Unforgiven. Yeah. It's a Clint Eastwood, uh, an Oscar-winning movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So... uh, Put on your list. I just did. Awesome. There it is. Way ahead of you. Uh, so, yeah, without, without spoiling too much for people that haven't seen it, uh, he is a, a grizzly. <laughs> try, to, try to picture this, right? <laughs> Pretty soon is a grizzled old man. <laughs> well, uh, I mean, Dirty Harry? No. Yeah, but uh, he... Um, movie uh, it's like the beginning of the movie he gets hired to to go kill some people uh, because he had a reputation for doing that when he was younger yeah and uh, the movie goes from there all right uh my number three uh just as good as actor as uh clint eastwood would be keanu reeves and john wick john oh, nice yeah so John Rick, John Wick is retired. <laughs> hey, John Rick. No. You got Rick the wrong John. guy. I'm John Rick. Okay? Yeah, that I'm I mean, that's my dog. That's cool. Just leave me alone. Yeah. Anyway, John Wick is retired CIA spy assassin. And then they kill his dog and steal his car, and then he's like, fuck that shit. That <laughs> was a similar scene. Similar scene in this movie where he's yeah. breaking up his concrete to get wish, his weapon stash and I wonder if they money. ripped off I mean that's not, I mean there has to be, I, I I wonder what was the first movie to do that <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to, so that yeah. we can all lay the blame for stealing from that because I don't think Red was the first to do it either. Yeah, I don't think so either. It's uh, anyway. Anyways, yeah, I did think about that. John Wick, and I still have to see the third one. I haven't seen that. The second one was a big letdown, but I heard the third one's better. I don't know. <laughs> it's got Mark Dacascos, so and it's got it's got. Uh, I don't know if it, one or two of the dudes from the raid. Oh, okay. So, raid. <laughs> yeah, Mark. All Mark right. Francis, so. Alex, number two. Uh, my number two. I might have to get a judge's ruling on this one, but The Rock. 
Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. He's he, in prison. Didn't, he didn't. He didn't like voluntarily retire. Yeah, but. yeah that's true. Yeah, well, that's, that works. That was my reasoning. But yeah, the Ruck. They have to pull what's his Mason Brushed. out of prison to get him, break him back in. Yeah, losers complain about that brushed. It's nice. Carlo was the prom queen. Carlo was the prom queen. What? <laughs> that's two different readings on that line right there. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but mine was accurate. All right. <laughs> anyway, I say uh, this Scott. like as, as if my impression's any better. Um, Scott, number two. Number two. Uh, I can't believe this is, hasn't come up yet. Uh, but uh, a man living in the San Gabriel Mountains with his daughter. Uh, oh, that's motherfucker! My, that's my number two. To, to spend his time now raising her and. Feeding wild deer, probably getting <laughs> blind disease. Yeah, making uh, fun of Boy George. <laughs> making fun of Boy George. Uh, that would be Commando. Uh, what is that? John Matrix. Commando. Alex, you did not have this on your list. I did not. I know. So disappointing. I got another one. We'd like you to come back. No chance. We fight yeah. for love. Commando was my number one. It was hard to push it off, but no, I think my number one is better. But ah, oh, goddamn, Commando, best movie. I mean, we've said mm-hmm. so much about this movie. Another it's hard. It's but. yeah. It's it's hard to the raddest movie of all time. It's it's pretty hard to. Mm-hmm. Just try to stay downwind. <laughs> I can smell you think I can smell them coming? I did. I did. I did. All right. Well, that was my number two as well. So, Alex, which number one? My number one, and it's the first thing I thought of as soon as I uh, we came up with this list, and that's Rambo 3, where he's just living up with the monks. Rambo's living with the monks, just fixing ox carts and whatnot. And Troutman has to f- goes to extensive lengths to find him and to recruit him to go against the Russians. Okay, so I have honorable mention First Blood, because he's technically retired then, too. I mean, he's not a soldier anymore. Yeah. Right. Also, honorable mention to the Hotshot movies. Yeah, <laughs> that's another thing. This one got lampooned in Hotshots Part D. So, I'll give you Rocky Three, but or Rambo Three. But isn't he re- technically retired in the first one too? Um, he's been he's just discharged. Across town. Yeah. yeah, I forget. Like, yeah, he's been he's been discharged. He's just back home trying to get a yeah. job. But yeah, trying to meet his friends and pretty much all the Rambos. <laughs> but I yeah. just thought of Rambo Three, the first one. Yeah. Okay. Nice. All right. Scott, number one. Number one is uh, just the most, the first thing that popped in my head, uh, which was John Wick. Uh, the first movie kind of came out of nowhere. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like between between John Wick and The Raid, you know, they kind of set the trend uh, for, for what action movies kind of look like now still, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, just, just a lot of fun, a lot of kinetic action. Not a ton of plot, but whatever. <laughs> John Wick, number one. Talk about some good Russian accents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Buriega. Buriega. Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga. That's what I was doing. All right. <laughs> Baba Yaga. All right. So my number one, I said immediately I thought of Taken, Wick, and Commando. Those came up three. And then as I was thinking, thinking, this one came in. I said, no, it has to be number one. And this would be... The Dark Knight Returns. 
Honorable mention. Ah, uh, yeah. That's Batman right. Batman is retired. Can't handle it anymore. Goes out there and just kicks he, ass. That he shaves his mustache and he's back. He shaves his mustache. <laughs> he, he basically comes out of retirement, so he, he he's basically taking his shot at Catwoman. No, I'm talking about Dark Knight mm-hmm. Returns, not Dark Knight Rises. I'm talking about the graphic novel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, I mean, yeah, technically Dark Knight Rises, he comes out of retirement too, but the the graphic no- Dark Returns, so much better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you haven't done it, read the read the book. Watch the animated one's really good too. And uh yeah. Okay. It's nice and dice. He fights, yeah, he fights the punks or whatever they what are they called? The um Oh, I forgot what their game was called. Slice and dice. Morlocks. <laughs> mutants. They're just the mutants. Yeah, yeah. He fights the mutants. He fights Two Face. He fights the Joker. And then um, the man. He gets steel. his ass kicked by the the lead mutant guy, and and then he remembers. All oh, right, I'm Batman. I don't have to fight fair. Yeah. Oh, that's badass. <laughs> he fights in the mud. Yeah. He's as slow as me. <laughs> you know, oh, he, the animated series too. They show him like. Get him in arm bars and just snapping his arm. Oh, mm-hmm. job! And it's Peter Weller doing the voice, which I know is no um, what's his face from yeah, the cartoon, Kevin, but Kevin Pe- Conroy. Conroy. Conroy, yeah, but Peter Weller does a pretty good job in that, that uh, this one too. Yeah. Um. All right, uh, um, that's our, our list. Any honorable mentions? Honorable mention to one to one Obi One Kenobi. Same Obi One Kenobi. I was hard to leave that off my list, but I did because the whole movie is not really about that. I would I wouldn't mm-hmm. say Yoda came out of retirement, right? He yeah. does. He doesn't. He does. To, yeah, yeah, to train because he doesn't kinda, want to train him. He kind of trains him, but he doesn't like too old get involved. Too old to shit. begin the training. <laughs> yeah, I, I would allow Yoda. I'd also allow Luke Skywalker in the new movies. Yeah, and um, whoop. Yeah, I actually was asking Laura for ideas. She goes, what about Han Solo? And I'm like, but he never had a job to begin with. So I don't know what you said. He was just bumming her head. What, what, uh, what about Wedge Antilles? Well, there you go. Oh, yeah. I think Lando's always done a hell of a lot angle, better. So he probably never really retired either. Yeah. We fucking, we fucking know Neam Noob has been taking the fight to the Empire <laughs> yeah. for like... 50 fucking years. Like. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He, he was like retire. on the school grounds killing little imp- <laughs> <laughs> leftover Imperial children and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. And with that, it's time for Alex No Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? Uh, so later on, we'll talk about we'll talk about this, but I've been on a documentary kick, and I've watched a few, and I watched the sports documentary. Which is, it's pretty short, but it's very interesting uh, about um, uh, Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire. And when they were both on the athletics and as the uh, the Bash Brothers. Yeah. And they had, yeah. This, did, did you know that they recorded an album? And th- in this movie, <laughs> this little short, short documentary uh, has all their songs in it and, and like set some of the, some of the uh, footage and stuff. I stick drugs in my butt. <laughs> it wasn't that one. Oh, okay. That's uh, Eddie Murphy. But yeah, it was great. I know. 
I recommend it. It's on Netflix. It's called uh, The Unauthorized Bash Brothers Experience <laughs> by this uh, little-known uh, filming company. I think they're called The Lonely Island. Oh. I recommend. Okay. All right. Um, real, real, real sports ball news. This was real sports ball news. Uh, <laughs> in uh, football, yeah, I guess... What's what's his name? Uh, <laughs> Bariaga. Bariaga. Ariaga dos. Ariaga two. Aruglia. Uh, and Lionel Messi. The other guy. <laughs> oh, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Uh, Lionel Richie. <laughs> he uh, he signed with Manchester United. Uh, the cementing their the reputation as the New York Yankees of of the Premier League. Yeah, but didn't Messi leave? Barcelona? Yeah, he did. He also left Barca. Barca, as, yeah. as the kids call it. Um, mm-hmm. He signed with one of those other fucking teams. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he also left. Uh, All right. Well, this has been as helpful as Alex doing sports. So, yay. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. <laughs> it's time for Neem News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah. Okay, so. Uh, Alex and I recorded a separate episode to go over the first episode of What If. What If. What If. And that that one being, what if it were, uh, instead of Captain America, it were... Do they ever call her Captain Britain? No, just Captain Carter. Just Captain Carter, okay. I think she uh, actually got a promotion too. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um... Yeah, before it was, uh, yeah, I, I guess like Lieutenant <laughs> Carter doesn't mm-hmm. have quite the same thing to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we did an episode on that. Um, I'm caught up on the other two episodes. Uh, so we'll, we'll kind of save that for maybe another recording. Uh, but, I, but I did want to mention it that we're, that, that I'm caught up. I think Alex, you are too. Yep. Okay. Jeff, what about you? Mm hmm. So uh, I do want to say that I, of the three, I, I enjoyed the second one the most so far. <laughs> yeah, um, I think so too. Yeah, so so we'll we'll get around to talking about that. Um, speaking of other Marvel things, uh, we are less than a week away from from Shang Chi. Um, oh, I'm shit. looking forward to this. Uh, actually, managed to. To score like a not a private screening, but um, somebody like rented out a theater, which is good because that's about the only way I, I could <laughs> I would be willing to go inside of a theater mm-hmm. uh, with, with a bunch of people that that uh, know the rules, as it were. Um, and you got to make sure that the staff does the uh, Ghostbusters two slime all over the all over everything, and that way you know it's disinfected. Yeah, I mean, I'm basically just gonna hold my breath for an hour and a half. But I think I can do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's coming out really soon. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. I I still have not seen Black Widow. Uh, I know Jeff, you saw it. Um, Alex, have you seen Black Widow yet? I have not seen it. Yeah, I guess at this point, I'm just waiting for it to come out normally on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess later in the year. Um, but uh, yeah, this is the the first one of the the real. Why films. do you hate women, Scott? <laughs> yeah, you too, Alex. 
I mean, to, to uh, quote, well, you're, not gonna, I, you're not going to support a female led I mean, movie. Quote, quote, Wait, Mr. I will. Mr. Garrison. No, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah, please don't quote Mr. Garrison. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, that with the Black Widow thing, it just lost my mind. I'm like, that's kind of coming on. Um, mm-hmm. I did, I did really want to see it, but I wasn't going to go to the theaters and um, didn't have easy access to the premiere. Disney Plus. I wasn't going to pay for that either. Mm-hmm. Um, so here we are with uh, Shang Chi um, in the in the theaters. So this will be the second time where we've broken quarantine um, to to go see to see something outside of my house, basically. <laughs> uh, so yeah, again, really looking forward to that. Um, mm-hmm. Curious about. Like what the very first, uh, I don't know, stinger tie-in, whatever is going to be. Um, you know, for this new phase that they're setting up, are they working towards something bigger, or are they just going to more loosely play on the just the general connectivity of everything? Um, we we will see. Because I have no idea. Like I I'm, I just have like a big hole in my comic book knowledge. I have no no idea if if he eventually becomes part of like. The Avengers at some point, um, or not, not that it really matters for, for enjoying the movie. Uh, but again, I, I am curious to see like how they build upon what they've already established. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's about all I wanted to, to really go over. Uh, in the, the video game world, uh, Sega's Humankind came out. Uh, I played that a little bit, like like all four X games. Um, it's it's way more complicated than I want to deal with. <laughs> so I think I'm gonna have to yeah. I have to come back to it like in bits and pieces until I finally understand what the hell it is that I'm doing. Kind of like what happened to me in the Civilization VI, uh, which I once I once I finally understood it, I you know I was able to to greatly enjoy it. Uh, but there is a learning curve there, and. Uh, I'm I'm just not that smart, so uh, mm-hmm. that's that's all again. I, I want to talk about uh, Alex. Anything you want to go over? Yeah, as I said, I've been on a documentary kick, and I saw Cooking Cowboys on Netflix, which was a wild story that I had never heard of before. Cocaine, yeah, it's incredible about um, <clears throat> Willie Falcone and uh, his partner. That became, oh, I forget the other guy's name already, <laughs> but they became like pretty much the drug kingpins of Miami through like the late 70s and through the 80s. <clears throat> and it's a story, you know, a documentary of their rise and fall. And it's just incredible. Awful. And uh, they show some uh, pretty graphic uh, crime scene photos, <laughs> which I don't know how. I mean, it's a rated R documentary, so just to be aware. Uh, and the other one I saw that was really interesting was the DeLorean documentary. Uh, I forgot what it was called. It was something and something, you know, the story of John DeLorean. And yeah, I had no idea about how, you know, the DeLorean company fell. So that was that was really eye-opening. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching the Bob Ross documentary, but I know that one's going to be a tearjerker. Uh, all over, all over social media and stuff. I always, uh, I've seen every once in a while, like tags now saying boycott the Bob Ross 
company like Bob Ross Inc. or whatever. Because, uh, yeah, apparently, I mean, they, they were in a fight with him. I haven't seen the documentary, but they, they were in a fight with the rights over his name and I guess stole it from him. But I don't know. I'll report back once I watch it. Have, have you seen Won't You Be My Neighbor? No, I haven't seen that one yet either. Okay. I watched that. Was that, uh, was, aside... that was, was I can't wait. Was that the name of the, the biopic or was that the actual documentary? I can't remember now. I'm talking about the know. actual documentary, not the time. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't but know. That's worth the watch. We're also, we're, we're all men. Like, I spend almost all my like time when I'm not at my computer, like listening to history podcasts <laughs> when I'm in mm-hmm. my car. Yeah, we're, we're, we're at that age. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, aside from that, I can't believe, Scott, you didn't talk about this, but uh, the Spider-Man trailer dropped spider-man no way home i I did watch that uh i felt like it's one that was one of those things where if we really wanted to know what's going on i'd have to stop and watch it frame by frame Uh, (laughs) yeah Yeah, they straight up they straight up uh i guess spoilers for anybody that doesn't want to know uh you've been warned uh yeah they get into the multiverse that's Mm -hmm. what this is going to be about awesome yeah, looks great. Doc Ock. Yeah. Molina's back. Molina. So I wonder if, they all, showed, like, um, if this is how they're finally going to get their Sinister Six thing that they always wanted. Oh, maybe. That'd be cool. I would think they're probably recast for a yeah, real for Sinister the, Six. They probably yeah, won't have for this universe, yeah. Molina. But for this, yeah, they'll have that. And I wonder if it's Defoe because you see the pumpkin yep. bomb. But I don't know. It could be what's his face. James I'm Franco. something of a green goblin myself. <laughs> I love that meme. Yeah, so there's you get the two of them. Um Mysterio, who's dead now, in theory. But who knows with the multiverse? Yeah, he's dead. So I think people yeah. are talking about that trailer, and it is just a trailer, so who you can never tell. But Doctor Strange seems to be acting out of character in the right, trailer. Right, yeah. So which yeah, yeah it, could be a different version of him. It could be whatever. So it's hard to tell from the trailer. But that's the one thing that stuck out to me. It's like, eh, Doctor Strange wouldn't be just willy-nilly with some of these spells. But um, yeah, interesting to see how this goes. So, so I do I do think it's interesting. Um, is we, we brought it up before that in, in the DC movies, it's all about the secret identities. Like That's like the driving force and plot for like and motivations for like, almost all these characters. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Is that they've got this other... <coughs> Like normal life, whatever. Um, whereas Marvel, like right off the bat with with uh, Tony Stark, he's like, "Yeah, I'm Iron Man," <laughs> mm-hmm. and that basically sets the tone. And none of these people are are like running around pretending. At least the heroes aren't anyway. Um, Spider Man has to though. That's right. His that, big that, that's part of that's, story. that's why it's interesting because yeah, it's such an ingrained part of like his character. Yeah. Um, you know, like. This, and this is how they're going to address it. So I think it's yeah. it's interesting that they're, they're actually taking that on um, in a Marvel movie, which is something that you don't really have to deal mm-hmm. with. I mean, on top of like the usual Marvel world-ending stakes and, and whatnot. But, mm-hmm. uh, well, remember in the comics in Civil War, Spider-Man like revealed his own identity and then he regretted it. So after Civil War was over, he made a literal deal with the devil to make everybody forget that he was Spider-Man. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's happened. <laughs> yep, so, 
<laughs> it is oh interesting that Peter Parker, Comic out of all of them, he's like the one that has to deal with this. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was framed for murder. Right, but 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 I mean, like you never see Tony Stark or or Cap or. Oh well, yeah, well, yeah. It makes sense. Thor would have to deal with it, but um, yeah, <laughs> it's just Thor. It's, yeah. But it's bad. It just makes his story better about being a teenager and all. Right, no, I, I like mm-hmm. it. Oh yeah, I definitely like it. I just think it's 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 yeah. it's cool that you get something a little different out of, out of the Marvel stuff. Even if yeah, there's this wild multiverse thing going on to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Well, it feels like they're both doing this multiverse thing at the same time, and I don't know. Because the Flash movie is going to be about this, right? The Flashpoint. Flashpoint. Doing another yeah. Flashpoint. Yeah, because. Well, I think I think the well, multiverse I... stuff is like that's going to be the bedrock for this next phase. Yeah. Oh, Flintstones are coming in. <laughs> I was listening to uh, this is a spoiler for DC stuff. So uh, I I'd heard a rumor that in the Flashpoint you're going to get like the different Batman and stuff. Like Michael Keaton may show up as as Batman. Ooh. And uh, I was listening to him. He was happened to be on the Conan podcast, and he mentioned, "Yeah, it was it was really cool being back in the suit again and stuff." So I was like, uh, Ooh, "I don't know if you were supposed dang. to say that." <laughs> so is it, is it like <laughs> going back to Tom Holland when he like? Spoiled the movie. Was it Tom Holland or Mark Ruffalo? Like it was Ruffalo. Both. Is it Ruffalo? Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. I think they both. I, mean, yeah, I feel like Tom Holland did it, did it too. Yeah. But Ruffalo is like, I mean, half the people die. <laughs> Cheadle's like, dude. He's like, oh, not not everybody. <laughs> Same by saying not everybody. <laughs> it's freaking great. So. Yeah, he didn't say back, but he mentioned it was. Uh, they were just. He basically basically said he's in it. Maybe he's not in the suit, but he's definitely back in it at some point. Maybe just playing Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um. All right, I, I can't believe we just had Black Widow, and we have three more movies coming out before the end of the year. Dang. Yeah. I guess that's what happens when the country's in lockdown for, or the world's in lockdown for a year. Mm-hmm. And a half. And it's still hanging in there. Uh, All right. Oh, anything else, Alex? Uh, no, that's it. All right. Jeff? Yeah, I watched uh, on Disney Plus, I watched some stuff. There was the behind the scenes of season two of The Mandalorian. And it was basically filming. Okay, spoiler alert for Mandalorian now, season two. One, two, three, okay. four, five. Uh, how they did the Luke Skywalker stuff at the end. And like, actually Mark Hamill was there. He was dressed up in the same outfit doing everything. And then how they did the, you know, de-youngified or <laughs> youngified him. Did they make him shave? <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty cool. They talked about, they were looking into doing the, oh, what's it called now when they fake the face? Oh, deep fake. Yeah, so they, they talked about, they looked at that, and they talked about doing the de-aging that they do with, like, Michael Douglas and Robert Turner Jr. Marvel movies and how they pick their approach and just all mm-hmm. that stuff. And it's not even Mark Hamill's voice. He didn't say those words. They just sampled them from all his other dialogue because he's too old. He doesn't, make, doesn't talk the way he does at the end of Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. So it's 
It's kind of they should have done that with Darth Vader because like he could tell like James Earl Jones cannot do Vader now as he did. Oh yeah, <laughs> in in the seventies and eighties. So he um, can't do Mufasa the way he did. See that Vader, you don't so. choke on your aspirations. So uh, change the subject a little bit. Brian was telling me that he was telling his kids uh, that he's watching Field of Dreams with them. And he was like, yo, does that voice sound familiar? And like, no. And he's like, oh, that's Darth Vader. And they're like, no, it's not. And he's like, yeah, it is. And they like kind of hear it. He's also Mufasa. And they're like, they wouldn't believe that was Mufasa. Like, they could accept that it was Darth Vader. They couldn't accept that it was also Mufasa. <laughs> it's a cartoon lion. He doesn't look animated. That's <laughs> funny. Well, speak, speaking of it, I was, I was looking at some trivia somewhere about that. Apparently, uh, Costner hated that line, too. But they told you, they're like, the director or whoever was like, well, that's the line, man. What, so, line, have a catch? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, like, even Costner was like, nobody says this. <laughs> so, well, But he's a SoCal guy, right? So I think it's just a regional thing. Maybe. Because a lot of people say that. I think it's it's a regional thing. Stupid, uh, stupid yeah. Iowa. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to uh, have a catch? Yeah, uh, I think I watched. Oh, I was, and also Disney Plus. I found there's a uh, like a series on Disneyland rides and like how they or, how they originated and how they've changed over the years. So it goes from like Jungle Cruise to Space Mountain, and then like and then like okay, you did it at Disneyland. Then how they how it's different at all the different parks and stuff like that. It's kind of interesting. If you like that stuff, those Imagineers are pretty smart dudes, especially the old school guys, man. Mm-hmm. How they came up with some of this stuff. I'll never know. Um, and they had that secret sauce with uh, the pirates. Because none of the other dark rides are, are quite that elaborate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think so. They're just, yeah, it's just different. But I mean, nowadays, like, you know, you see the rocket raccoon and things that puts it to shame or yeah, well, I mean, Rise I mean, of the Resistance. But, but I mean, like, even like, I felt like pirates was like a, a cut above. Like a lot of the other stuff, like you'd see in, like even like Mister Toads or, oh, yeah, know. definitely mm-hmm. Toad is like cardboard Peter cutouts. Pan, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, like like Peter Pan has some of the, like very very rudimentary. Like they I feel like they just went the extra mile with pirates. Is, is all. Yeah. Obvious. Well, yeah, it was definitely state of the art mm-hmm. at the time. It's still my favorite ride, so I mean, it's still that's that's what I'm saying. It's crazy, like that that one. Like holds up so much better than the other ones. Well, yeah. you know when they opened, the pirates started eating people. <laughs> broke down. <laughs> yes, yes, but when the pirates, when pirates were here, breaks down. They don't. Pirates don't eat the tourists. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. There he is, <laughs> Jeff. Jeff Goldblum. Goldblum. Dine, 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 dino uh, Yeah, so I think that's it. I watched the what ifs and. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll talk about that later. I, I'll talk about episode one because you guys talked about it. It was all right. I felt that was so far as the weakest one of the three because it was just like, okay, now it's her being Captain America. It wasn't that big of a story change for me. Like I, So now Steve Rogers wears the Iron Man suit. Like I, I didn't know. It wasn't that big of a change. And yeah, animation bugs me. Like I don't want to see an animated Captain Carter. I want to see a Haley Atwell. <laughs> I don't get okay, so whatever. A I I agree with you on that that score. Um yeah, the that's 
the thing is the animation lets him do so much more cool shit that, that would maybe look goofy. <laughs> yeah. Again, like when she takes out takes out the tank treads, like she's yeah. doing some super cool shit. And mm-hmm. it just obviously they were afforded by being able to do that with the animation. It's not that Steve Rogers necessarily couldn't do it. Um but do you wonder if she like would would have been a better like I don't know fighter than him? I I don't know I don't know. I know. I, mean, I think the whole point about being Steve Rogers is his heart, right? It didn't matter if he was the weakest, right? Yeah, we yeah. Alex so. and I kind of talked about that. Yeah, like, like she was already like the best soldier, right? So like, what's the difference between her becoming like a super soldier and him becoming a super soldier? Like, I think it's I think it's. Deep nerd shit, but <laughs> like well, I think his it's heart is truer and more pure would be the right because that doctor, whatever it's his face, would have picked her. Well, maybe not. I don't know. No, right. because she's a she's woman. A girl. <laughs> I know you're right. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was it was all right. Like I said, I like the animation style so far of the show. Like I, that's not the style is not bothering me. It's just I just want I want to see the real people. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the other ones in another episode, and I'm done with this one. So, anything else? I think I'm good. Nope. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.